Artemis. The door was wide open. <gasps> Is Serena here? What? What? She took off. She's gone alone. Oh, no. It's just like that meatball head. I bet Serena's going to try to fight Rubius all by herself. I do believe you're right, Luna. <gasps> but she can't. It's too crazy. She can never pull it off alone. Huh? <gasps> Rini! Rini! Oh, no. She must have gone after Serena. You know, it's really scary how much those two are alike. They're both a pair of meatball heads, as if they were related or something. Moon Podcast Escalation! Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about why it is that we love it so much. And we are in for some intense action here. This is this is an episode that feels like a season finale. One of many episodes in R that feels like a season finale, and yet R just keeps going. R just continues <laughs> indefinitely until morale improves. But yes, we are going to be watching episode 74 of Sailor Moon R, Defeat Rubius, The Battle in Space. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in this one, <laughs> Jordan? Uh, I think Rubius is going to win. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I think, uh, I think that is destined to happen. Uh, but in order to help us talk about that, we are welcoming back our guest from last week. Uh, please say hello again to Artley King Vasquez. Artley, how are you today? Hey, I'm good. This is fine. <laughs> I, I have so many. So I sound so weary. I know. I'm just so concerned with this episode. Again, this is a. Uh, this was not one that you picked. This was one that was assigned to you. No, no, uh, it, it, it's not that. It's just that there's. They could have did so much more with this, and they have so. There's so much problems here. I'll, I'll work through it. It's fine. <laughs> see, that's that's interesting to me because I, like I said last week, I actually like these episodes a lot. I think they're they're really fun. But I can, you know, they are not free of problems for sure. No. Yes, no, uh, we, we 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 pointed out a lot of problems last week. So yeah. But I think we're like I think we're in a weird spot in these episodes where there's so many villains in R. You know, you start off with Alan and Anne, and then you kind of lose them, and then you get the Spectre Sisters, and you lose them, and then you have Rubius for a couple episodes, and you lose him. There's a, a really strong progression of villains that you didn't have in the first season, where you had Queen Beryl start to finish. You know, with the the four kings of heaven kind of coming in and out, but Queen Beryl beginning to end. And, you know, like I said last week, it it took us a long time, you know, 30 episodes to get to Prince Demond and and find out he was the one who's in charge of things. It's not just Rubius. It's not just Wise Man. And it's not just et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We had, I mean, we did have, again, we did have that little bit at the end of uh, first season where there was extra bad guys that we didn't know about. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. But, you know, I, I feel like it was a little more cohesive then. But we're, we're getting into discussing the episode. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No. Ready to, you're ready to get out of here. No, I it's not that. No. Just, I have so many. I have so many questions. I've written so much down when it comes to this episode. And I just 
So many questions. So many questions. Well, speaking of so many questions, we have so many questions on Twitter that we can answer. That's right. We have some tweets and some emails to read. Uh, Jordan, what do you want to do first, tweets or emails? Let's do some tweets because I'm all set and ready to go. Okay. Hit me up. We'll do do some emails in a minute. Here's one I don't think we've answered before. By the way, you can tweet questions to us at Sailor Business on Twitter. Tom Solo says, what teams would the Sailor Scouts choose in the Marvel Civil War? Oh, uh, the 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 movie Civil War, Civil War the event, or well, Civil War Two? It looks like he's talking about the comic Civil War, but I mean they're pretty similar between the original comic and the movie. They're not exactly the same, but they're close, from what I know from the commercials. I mean, now listen, the Sailor Scouts are very strong uh, proponents of secret identities, except when they blow them. Yeah. So I don't think they'd want to like register with the government, right? Well, how are they going to get their uh, merchandising, you know, out there, you know, with the sailor <laughs> clothes and things like that in the crane games? Well, that would be the upside is then they'd actually be able to to reap the profits because I'm pretty sure they're just getting ripped off right now. <laughs> I can I can see I can see Ami wanting to really follow the rules. Yes. And good old math book. Yeah, good good old math book. It wants to wants to follow the rules. And you know, I could see I could see Minako wanting to do it too cuz she worked with the police. And well, yes, but again, with a secret identity. Well, true. Mm. That being said, she would get famous if she revealed herself. Yeah. So, well, then you get Mars uh, well, with that logic. Yeah. Uh, but Jupiter's just going to hit the streets. <laughs> vigilante style. <laughs> She'd be so this is going to tear the team in half. Because I don't think Sailor Moon is going to want to reveal her identity. Well, that's that's the point of Civil War. Yeah. Jordan, that's, that's, the whole, that's the whole premise of the story. I don't get it. I don't understand. Oh, brother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I obviously think that well I don't I don't I guess we don't want to get into the outer century but I was going to say that I think uh our uh, Uranus and Neptune would probably not reveal themselves but what are you going to do? It's possible. I think okay well then the team would be torn in half. I could see uh, Amy can do the 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 Spider-Man press press conference where she reveals her identity next to Iron Man. Yeah, th- that would be great because she could be like, I've been Sailor Mercury since I was 14 years old. And you could be like, how old are you now? And she'd be like, also 14 years old. Don't question it. <laughs> uh, good times. Uh, our good friend uh, Jonathan Chisholm asks, when the Spectre, Spectre sisters become normal people, what do each of them decide to do for each of their lives, careers and dreams? And he says, I know they open a makeup stand on the show, but what about after that? What do they really want? I mean, I think that is what they really want. <laughs> You think, you think, like, they just grow a, 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 a makeup empire from yeah, that one stand? Yeah, you know stand? the franchise, like Sephora. Yeah, I think that's that's a good that's a good example. Yeah, I think they become businesswomen. What year was that founded? Is that them? Maybe it was them. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, we need to do some <laughs> quick Sephora research. <laughs> you never know. Uh, I mean, there has to be a wiki page. Oh, there it is. In 1970. <laughs> Wow. Oh, okay. Well, then that's definitely not them. But yeah, still, no. uh, let's see. What else? What other good questions do we have? Do you think that Sailor Moon could ever work as a live-action film, the way comic books have been translated into film recently? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, technically, it has. So yes. Yes. I think that, but I think he. Uh, to be fair to Alexander Evangeli, I think he probably means an American one. I could oh, be no. mistaken. No, <laughs> they tried that already, and it, it did not work well with test audiences. Oh, you're talking about uh, uh, Saban Moon. I am. I am yeah, talking about Saban Moon. That's one of our favorite subjects here on the but show. One get, day, if you get, get my the, hands on 
if you get good people involved, if you get, you know, I mean, again, the reason that the the the, the, the comic book movies started getting better was because you got people who cared about them and understood them involved. If you get somebody who gets Sailor Moon involved, I feel like they could make a good Sailor Moon movie. Well, wait a minute, Jordan. I have a question. Like, Saban yeah. got their hands on it, and Saban has done many, like, many wonderful things, such as Power Rangers, which is awesome, and then they have done some not-so-great things, such as VR Troopers and Beetleborgs. You don't think that Saban, given the right circumstances, could possibly make a better Sailor Moon? I mean, listen, I'm not that big of a fan of the Power Rangers. <laughs> like, I think it's adorable. I went off the shot. I went off the shot. Adorable? <laughs> yeah. Adorable? How dare you? Power Rangers also shaped my life in the way that Sailor Moon has. My feelings are hurt. I'm excited about just you being replaced with Jake oh, uh, in our no. next episode. And it's me and Jake. That. <laughs> no. Um, listen, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think, I mean, well, look, they, they, they showed what they wanted to do with Sailor Moon and they, they botched it, but I think somebody could do a good version of it. And I think, I mean, I don't know who exactly, but I do, I think it could be neat. If they did the whole actually getting people who are involved, like the fans, like the kind of way they did Sailor Moon, I think they could do a better job of it. Just not having somebody in a wheelchair. I mean, not that you couldn't, (laughs) but. I still don't understand how that would have translated into live action and animation. Let me ask you this. Do you think, uh, I mean, and I think, I think the answer is probably yes, but do you think that fans would uh, react negatively to making an American Sailor Moon movie? Depending, yes. on, depending on who's in it, because there were rumors out there that Megan Fox wanted a part of Sailor Moon and there was just outright pitchforks and tortures. I mean, at this point, though, I, I, I kind of feel like if they tried to make a, a Sailor Moon movie that was just, you know, American girls and Sailor Moon was a blonde white girl, they would that people would be like, no, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, they definitely have to diversify it. One of the reasons that comic book movies that we're getting now are a little, you know, are, are certainly better than they have been in the past is that you're seeing them be more faithful, not necessarily to specific stories, because honestly, my least favorite things in comic book movies are where they just like try to recreate imagery or panels from stories, but that they're true to specific characters, like, and what makes the characters work. Like there's not a, as much of a desire to change a character and their motivation to sort of fit them into the action movie structure that you see with, uh, with older superhero movies, like even Superman. You know, like the the first Superman movie is very Jor-El heavy and Superman doesn't show up for for 45 minutes in that movie. And Superman goes and lives in an ice cave for (laughs) 10 years or whatever it is. Like there's a lot of weird stuff in that movie that you don't get in something like, uh, you know, like like Captain America, the first Avenger. Yeah. Like I feel like the last vestiges of that were in Iron Man, which I think is a good movie, but it's very much a Hollywood action movie. Uh, like the first thing Iron Man does in that movie is he goes and gets revenge, right? Like he flies back to where he was being held uh, captive and like shoots all those guys. Yeah. yeah. And then kind of learns like, oh, that's that's a wrong thing to do. Uh, so I feel like I feel like that's the advantage that you have with something like Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, where it's extremely faithful to the source material, not necessarily in the events, but in that like. You know, Usagi acts like Usagi in that movie. Ami acts like Ami. And even, you know, even though Luna's a puppet, which is amazing. Yes. Yes. You feel, oh, Jordan, when we watch that, when we finish up the anime and then our, like, fifth year is us watching uh, Pretty Guardian, it's going to be amazing. You're going to love it. 
I've seen clips of this puppet. I'm not a fan of the puppet. It's, she's I, so great. I want this. I want to find this puppet and have it in my house. Okay. But I feel like that's why, you know, yeah, I, I feel like, I like that's puppets. why the Saban Moon stuff it comes off as so weird. Like, it's not necessarily that they have, uh, I guess, I guess Ami's Saban equivalent, like, in a wheelchair. Like, there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with having a character in a wheelchair. It's that the way that she's presented in a weird dance number and then is a windsurfing super heroine exactly in something that's so dramatically different like you never get to see whether you know the character would be would be similar you just see like oh here's you know they're doing a dance number which is which is weird yeah side note in my notes for this episode i wrote down that i want chris hardwick to play rubius in a movie of sailor moon so there you go (laughs) Okay. I think you'd be good at it, man. I, I think a I, I do think a, a Sailor Moon movie, like a live action Sailor Moon movie could work. I do not know that I would trust anyone but like Toei to make it. Yeah. Toei has to have their hands all in this. Yeah. Maybe they'll ask us to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, ridiculous. Um hey, Stephen Bush wants to know what American superhero would be improved with a Luna like sidekick? All of them. Yes, agreed. hundred <laughs> percent agreed. Like, well, uh, you know, you know, you know who the American Luna is. Who? Alfred. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Alfred is the American Luna. Yeah. <laughs> Luna is the Japanese Alfred Pennyworth. I uh, I actually went on a kick a couple of years ago, not based on Sailor Moon, but based on actually on Disney movies. That I was like, wait, why don't all of our supervillains have <laughs> adorable animal sidekicks that are only slightly morally questionable? Like, we should. Doctor Doom needs like, uh, you know, a cat or something, or like all of these bad guys should have animals for sure. It, in a post unbeatable Squirrel Girl world, <laughs> where, where where Tippy Toe is now an extremely marketable character, yeah. I feel like it might happen. Yes. Yeah. I'm, like I'm trying to think what kind of animal we, you would give Deadpool, and I don't know. Uh, uh, Deadpool has a pet, Jordan. How do you not know this? How do you not know that well, Deadpool already has a pet? Which one are you referring to? I'm talking about uh, the dog that he stole from Daredevil. Oh, that oh, one. Okay. Yeah. Yes. In 1997. I mean, that Deuce dog the Devil doesn't dog? talk. I don't think. Okay, like the best, like the best thing stories are where the thing is hanging out with Lockjaw, and Lockjaw is the thing's dog. <laughs> That was pretty good too. Yeah, you're oh, right. I like I love I love it when like what kind of what kind of pet would you give Doctor Doom? Like what would you give him? Doctor Doom. Um I mean it it would be cool for him to have I mean again, are we talking about just an animal or an animal that talks? A talking animal, like Iago or okay. Okay. or uh okay. I'm trying to think of any other uh, Disney sidekick because the horse and the lizard from Tangled don't talk. I mean a, a vulture would be kind of cool. I mean a tiger. He does have, I believe he does have a tiger or a leopard in one of his early appearances. Like in his second appearance in Fantastic Four, I think you see him sitting on his throne with a, a, t- a leopard. That would be pretty cool. Would you give, if he had a leopard, would you give the leopard a little metal mask? <laughs> Only if it got if it got its face injured. <laughs> so I don't think so. No, no, no. You want to dress up a leopard like Doctor Doom? Do you not want to dress up a leopard like Doctor Doom? Us? Okay, I guess we could try that. In that case, I would actually rather go with a vulture then. Okay, you can give a vulture a little hood. Yeah, like yeah, a little vulture like, that has a cape and a hood and a, and a mask. When he's in his cage, he has it on there, and then when you take him out, uh, you take the, the mask off? Oh, that, no, because that would be if it was like a falcon or something. Okay, never mind. No, because this has to defend, it's like, like Dr. Doom, it hides his face, his hideous vulture face. Okay. <laughs> 
God. All right. Uh, here's let's do one more, and then uh, we'll go to to the mail. Right. Uh, Lindsay Ariel asks if the Senshi had Secret Service code names, what would they be? Uh, Amy, of course, would be Mathbook. 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 Let's see. If I, let's see if you can guess which ones they are. I'll just say them. Uh, let's see. There's there's Mathbook. Got it. Uh, Got it. There's Bunny. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. Sure. Oh come on. That's uh, Woodblock. Uh, oh, poor Venus. Poor uh, me. Let's see. Uh, Iron Chef. <laughs> okay. And uh, and Mean Girl. Oh, poor Ray. <laughs> I don't. Eh. I don't, think I I don't like, like Bunny Man. Her. I want to call her Meatball, but that's only in America. Oh, Meatball would be a pretty good one. Meatball's on, <laughs> meatball's on the move. I just spoke into my imaginary Secret Service microphone. Of course you did. <laughs> we I saw it. We saw it in our hands. Can imagine. Of course. What, what, what about uh, what about uh, Mamoru? What is his uh, Secret Service name? Grandpa. Did you saw? I figured it was going to be an older <laughs> reference. I just didn't think you were going to be oh. that old. Turtleneck. <laughs> no, tracksuit. Pleated oh, pants. Pleated <laughs> pleated pants. <laughs> We've got eyes on, pe- on pleated pants. <laughs> pleated pants. Oh, oh, good stuff. Awesome. All right, you got some. You got some email for us, Chris. Yeah, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I asked readers to write Ray Hino's friend fiction. That's yes. right. No, I, I said did. this to both of you. Did you Did you read this? Because it's a hoot. I did. It. I. It's so much it's fun. I read it like twice. You should definitely uh, put this on the on the Twitter, Jordan. So if anybody wants to read it, they can head to at Sailor Business on Twitter. Uh, I don't want to read the whole thing because it is a substantial piece of fan fiction. It is about Katzi taking over a. Uh, a comic book store and luring Rini in to kidnap her. And it is called, uh, it is called a fi- fiction written by the talented Ray Hino, <laughs> the beautiful and talented Ray Hino, uh, the beautiful, amazingly perfect sailor Mars in secret sailor wars, battle modes. <laughs> so the, the thing that I wanted to mention, there's a lot of, let's see, here we go. Ray put one hand over her eyes and gazed off into the distance to see the girls running up to the shrine. First came Minako with her cat Artemis draped over her shoulder. She was one bodacious babe with her sparkling blonde hair, cheerful smile, and gracefulness. Then came Ami, Makoto, and Usagi. She's fat. <laughs> what? I think I missed that part. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, of details about Minako, which I think is is pretty funny because Ray and Minako is even more canonical than Ami and Makoto. Uh, okay, all right. Sure all right. Then uh, eventually they have their uh, transformation sequences. Where are they? Where are they? It's really great. <laughs> uh, she transformed by raising her pen and saying, Mars star power, rings of fire spiraled around her, turning her into a soldier of fire and passion, Sailor Mars. Then Minako raised her pen and said, Venus star power. She became fully naked, her body illuminated with rainbows and ribbons of stars and her, transforming into the soldier of love and beauty, which she to- which she sure totally fits the bill of. Next to Re- Ami and Makoto, their transformations were cool, but not as cool as Ray's. And Usagi was lame. She did something with her brooch and feathers appeared. Whatever, not important. Oh, <laughs> poor Usagi. Also, uh, there was a part earlier where she said, uh, she said Memora was 43. Oh, <laughs> yes. yeah. Uh, then this was my favorite part. That's the new comic book shop. We should definitely check it out, stated Minako. Yippee, let's all go buy comic books, Usagi squealed with excitement. I want to get the DC Refresh titles and the all-new, all-different Moonlight Night. 
Uh, oh, please. Superheroes are for babies. Ray turned her nose up and rolled her eyes. I only read graphic novels like Transmoonopolitan, Afterlife with Artemis, and Sailor V for Vendetta. Except for X-Men 92. That is the only superhero comic that I read. Yeah, I love X-Men 92. I that is the best it. comic book ever written, Usagi added. The writers are so smart and clever. Everyone working on that comic deserves lots of awards, stated Emily. Oh. Everyone should read X-Men 92. They should go to the local comic book store and add it to their saver and make sure they order issue 2 coming out soon, said Makoto. Well, then we all agree. We should go to the comic book store and buy the latest issue of X-Men 92. Too, said Ray. That was my favorite part. That's a pretty good part. Yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, so definitely uh, go read Ray Hino's Friend Fiction because uh, it is, uh, that was by uh, Subtle Chaos and it was very, very funny. It's inspired okay. me to write my own Friend Fiction. Oh, please. About please. your life or about Sailor Mars? Uh, both. Oh, okay. Sure, why not? I feel like writing, <laughs> writing fan fiction of the characters writing Friend Fiction is a pretty great uh, new trend. It should happen. More, it could totally more. happen. We should be getting into the episode soon, but I did want to go through this. I don't believe we talked about this. We did get an email clarifying uh, some things about Shinto, which we did ask about on the show. Brendan Schulz sent in uh, this email. A few things about Shinto. Well, I don't have the full details, the reason Rei is so upset with Yuichiro for not feeding the chickens is because in Shinto, chickens are believed to be messengers from the sun goddess Amaterasu, who is also the major goddess of the religion. They are allowed to roam free, possibly with restrictions in this case, merely because Hikawa Jinja is an urban shrine. The reason that Yuichiro would offer a prayer for sale is because priests are believed to be closer to gods, so their prayers are more likely to be heard. Rei is a psychic because shrine maidens having supernatural powers is a common trend in Japanese entertainment, tied to the fact that shrine maidens are seen as being close to gods. The selling of charms, amulets, and fortunes is common among all shrines in order to pay for upkeep. Hikawa is a larger temple complex and would require a little bit of money to keep working. Not to mention that both Rei and Grandpa have, have bills to pay and Yuichiro to feed. Also, fortune-telling completely works in-universe, as seen in Rei's fire reading and premonitions. That's because she's a quarter monster. Nope, nope. Yes, everybody who's part monster gets uh, psychic powers. Uh, Actually, I, I'm monsters. inclined to agree with that only because of what happens later on in the season. So I will agree to that. Yeah. Uh, we also got an email from Brad Whitlet, uh, or uh, sorry, from Brad Whittet, uh comparing Makoto and Ami to uh, Marcy and Peppermint Patty in the new Peanuts movie. <gasps> and uh, also referring to, to Jordan and I as businessmen, which I think is a good name. <laughs> Interesting, interesting. But yeah, thank you for sending the email. If you have anything to tell us or clarify to us, please send it to sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. And I will read it and uh, hopefully reply to you soon. All right. Time for the episode, right? Time to get into it. All right, Chris, what's the name of the episode in Japan? The episode in Japan is called Defeat Rubius, The Battle in Space. Okay. Now here's the hint that I'll give you. Okay. I believe this Deke episode title is based on the previous Deke episode title. Okay, well, my, my do you want to hear my original guess before you gave me a hint? Okay, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes, let's okay, hear my it. original guess, Star Wars. Uh, Definitely not right. No. No. No, it's it, the the hint. Yeah, it's it's a sequel to last week's episode. Okay, so last week's episode's American title was Rubius Evens the Score. Right. Now, is this a Batman 66 sort of thing where this week's title is going to rhyme with that? No. Okay. But it has a very clear relationship to it. Okay, so it's, it's Rubius Evens the score. Is, is there a name of a team or person in the title? Yes. Is it the Sailor Scouts? No. Okay, so it's going to be Rubius again? Yes. <laughs> uh, Rubius Evens the score. Rubius strikes out. You got it! Woo-hoo! Yes! Yes! <laughs> 
Well done. Rock on, dude. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm so pleased with myself. <laughs> oh, so good. All right, this is good times. I love awesome it. Sauce. All right. Uh, so do I need to do I need to recap for everybody? Because like, this one ended on uh, we last time ended on a cliffhanger. You better. I'll go real quick. Okay. Uh, two seconds. Uh, two seconds. Just real super fast. Can you give me two seconds on the clock? I sure can. Okay, count it down. Let me know when to go. On your mark. Okay. Get set. Yes. Go. Sailor Moon is our heroine, and she's actually Usagi Tsukino. She's 14 years old. She's a cancer. Her blood type is O. Uh, she transforms into Sailor Moon, the soldier of love and justice, uh, using a silver crystal that gives her moon crystal power to make up herself as Sailor Moon. I think that's how it works. Now, she has teammates, of course. There's uh, the kind-hearted girl genius, uh, Ami Mizuno. There's the hot-headed psychic, Rei Hino. There's the powerful girl in love, Makoto Kino. And there is uh, Minako Aino. Aww. <laughs> Minako Aino. Now, they are sailors uh, Mercury, Mars, Jupiter, and Venus, respectively. Now... They are currently captured. Uh, they have been abducted by a villain named Rubius, who is from the planet Nemesis and also the future. Normally, uh, Usagi would have joined in the fight and probably helped to win, since she is the one who kills all the villains with her finishing moves. But uh, her daughter from the future, who she doesn't know is her daughter from the future, but we all know she's her daughter from the future, uh, stole her, tr- her silver crystal because she needs to take it to the future to help her mother there. Why all of this could not be resolved in like five seconds, I don't know. But that is what is happening. So we have uh, Usagi and her boyfriend, 43-year-old businessman, Memoru Chiba, uh, alias Tuxedo Mask. They are outside the spaceship. The rest of the scouts are on the spaceship. And Rubius, who is the leader of the Black Moon Clan's forces on Earth for now, is making a last-ditch effort to kill them, get the Silver Crystal, and uh, I guess murder Chibiusa, right? He wants to kill her, right? Uh, yes? Um, kind of? That's a good question. He definitely wants to, to take her. The Spectre sisters wanted to the kill Spectre her. the Spectre sisters seem like they wanted to kill her, so I don't know the answer to that. It's kind of so up in the air. that is what is happening two seconds. Done. <laughs> Time's up. Um, All right. Anyway. Now, you know things are serious in this episode. Do you know how you know that shit is real right now? Oh, how, how, how? The recap? Like the the before episode recap, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, does not play the usual music. Every other episode, even when it's like, yeah, the rest of the Sailor Scouts died and Tuxedo Mask got stabbed in the chest <laughs> with a giant crystal. It's always the. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. In this one, we get the evil music. We get the organ coming in. The bum, bum, bum. So that's like recap music has gone dark. Shit's getting real. Damn. So, I mean, and, and well, it should, because there's a giant spaceship hovering over Tokyo. We didn't really talk about this spaceship when it showed up in the last episode. But I do, like yeah, I do really like the design. It, it's kind of hard to describe. It's very, like, starbursty. Not the, 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 not the shape, candy. Not the candy. Yeah. But it also has these big, like... They like it kind of looks like bug eyes on like windows on the bottom. There's like spotlights on it. It's really cool. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of like um, like a big giant black onyx star. Now, uh, you might know what I'm talking about, Artley, and I know Jake is going to know what I'm talking about when he hears this. But to me, uh, I'll send you guys a link. It looks like Die Satan from Power Rangers, yes. but as a spaceship yes, instead does. of just a floating head. 
No, I have no idea. Or what that for means. all of us, <laughs> it was it was, it was uh, Lokar, if I'm not mistaken. Jake, help me out. Yes. I'm oh. pretty sure you you know this. That is correct. But yeah, it was Lokar in the um oh which episode was it? I think it was the um Island of Mis- Island of, Island of Illusion episodes. Yeah, those terrible terrible episodes. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about those. It's weird. I, so I clicked the link, and yeah, it looks like this giant head has turned into a spaceship. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I really, I really like that design, and I that would have been around the same time. Like, I think Zero Ranger, where that would have originated, would have been filmed and aired in ninety or ninety one in Japan. Uh, so yes, because Power Rangers came out ninety two. So I want to say yes. Yeah, ninety three would have been when it was. It would have aired in November of nineteen ninety three. That episode of Power Rangers. Yeah. So either 91 or 92 in Japan, I think. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, so cool ship design. Go go check it out if you haven't. Uh, and go check out Dai Satan, too. Because he was awesome. Uh, I want to spell that. D-A-I Satan. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Rubius says, hey, give me the silver crystal and uh, give me that little monster. Please take her. <laughs> that little albino rabbit monster. Uh, or I'm going to murder your friends. I'm going to give you three hours to decide, which is a weird, like, it's a weird amount of time, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, usually it would be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to give you one hour or I'm going to give you 24 hours. Like, three hours seems like a weird time. But he's like, yeah, at 3 a.m., you'll be feeling lonely if you don't hand over the silver crystal and rabbit to me. Can I say something? No. Okay. Moving on. So in the next scene, oh yes, God. Jordan, what do you want to say? I think he should just kill them. Oh, yeah, he absolutely should. Like, what is he thinking? I have a theory about this. So maybe in three hours, there is a time where the, like, space-time continuum portal opens and he can only kill them within those three hours or else he gets stuck back in the past kind of deal. I know it sounds silly, but maybe he has to kill them at this time in order to drain their powers but sounds weird, but it makes sense, right? Logic? I mean, sure, it, it would. It, I mean, it, that's kind of like what we were doing before when we were trying to make up reasons for things that didn't make sense. Yes. Like, Except that they've been work. trying to kill them since right. they showed up. Yeah. With all of the <laughs> monsters, with all the droids. Like, like, I mean, I guess, again, you know, you could say Rubius has some form of honor or something because he's like, no, man, I offered her a deal. So, like, I have to ha- keep them alive so I can trade them. But it's like, no, you should just murder them. They-, they give you a real hard time. As of right this minute, there's one Sailor Guardian left. Like, kill the other four. You will have a much better shot. Yeah. And, I mean, my question is, this is something that we've asked before. Do they know that the Sailor Guardians, the Sailor Senshi are the same Guardians of Crystal Tokyo. Because if they do, then I gotta say, killing them would be a lot more effective than running Bob Floyd's ice cream for the next thousand years yeah. in terms of helping out the the Black Moon clan, in terms of helping out the Nemesis invasion. I mean, they really should know, but they're just a bunch of idiots. Well, no. You know, last episode... We we skipped we skipped a dream sequence last episode where Chibi is running with the Sailor Scouts in the future and they're protecting her. It's clearly the exact same fucking Sailor Scouts that she's with right now. It's clearly the same ones, and for some reason she's like, Duh, I don't know the difference. Well, because in the manga well, they five. do mention that that they know who they are because in the manga versions of the Four Specter Sisters they knew where to find them and they knew them by name. Oh, but really? I think in okay. the uh, 
anime, they were just like, well, screw it. We're not going to do that. We're going to go our own route and you're just going to have to deal with it. So, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it is, like, he should absolutely just kill the Sailor Scouts. And, like, not, you don't have to tell Usagi you just killed the Sailor Scouts. Right. She doesn't have to melt later. You can lie. If he kill, you know, if he kills one of them, Nemesis wins. Like, the Black Moon Clan wins. You know, so I don't, like, you were right. He absolutely should. But that's that's ah. Rubius for you. He's so, a screw up all the way. Uh, Hell yes, Mirage shows up and uh, is like, hey, you probably should have just killed Sailor Moon just now. Uh, and Rubius is like, meh, listen, <laughs> I'm still in charge of this operation. I will screw up as I see fit. But he doesn't, he didn't see Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon didn't show. Sailor Moon did not show. And, we, uh, and for reasons we all know. Yeah, we all know, but he doesn't. Yeah. But what he actually says when Esmerod uh, tells him, uh, you know, you shouldn't be standing around waiting. Uh, you should just get rid of Sailor Moon and Rabbit. Uh, and he goes, you, as a woman, would not understand. Yes. <laughs> Big misogyny there. I'm like, you uh, jerk. What a weird thing for Rubius to say. <laughs> That's that, ugh, a, a pox on him. Bill, because cause then he follows up by saying, making quick work of that girl won't satisfy me. So yeah. forget the fact that he has a job to do. He's like, no, no, I got to do it in a way that feels good. Yeah, the only thing that feels good for me is uh, straight up murdering them slowly, <laughs> <laughs> which bear, which which works out because the next thing we see is that he has taken the other four sailor scouts and literally crucified them. Yeah, uh, yeah. On, on giant crystal crosses. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, this this scene shows us for sure that the uh, the headquarters we've been seeing the whole time is in this uh, spaceship. Yes. Yes. I was not expecting. Like I've watched this episode before. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting this morning when I was eating breakfast to see the Sailor Scouts crucified. <laughs> that now, okay. was a little weird. Let me at least clarify a little. Mm-hmm. They're not crucified in the traditional way. They don't have nails through their arms and feet. They're made out of crystals, and the crystals have been grown around them. So their feet and hands are like in held in the crystal. Yes. Right. So they, they, they nobody nailed them to a cross. Just no, to no, be clear. But they, but they are still hung up on crosses. Right. That is in true. the literal sense, yes. they are actually crucified on crosses yes. in, in very disturbing ways. That obviously not in deep dub. Can I tell you something? I, I, do they show this at all in the deep dub? Because this seems like the kind of thing they would not show. Here's the thing. I, I, I've been encountering some discrepancies about that mm-hmm. because there are some things that it says are not in the Deke dub that I saw in the Deke dub. And so I'm kind of like, what? Let me check if we see them crucified. No, I guess we don't see them crucified. The reason the reason I was confused is because it also said we don't see, spoiler, Chibi used to getting electrocuted. And I was like, yes, we definitely see that. Actually, we don't, because uh, I, I was able to find an old copy of the Deke dub uh, somewhere on too, YouTube. Me too, and I saw it. I don't, no, they actually did cut it, because I watched it side by side. Uh, they, they did cut it out. Yeah, spoiler. Sorry, guys. That, well, then there must be more than one version, because I've, I've just double-checked, and it's there. Her, when she goes to try to get the Sailor Scouts, and she walks into the field, and it, like, electrocutes her? Uh, well, it, yeah, it I shocks absolutely... her, bounces her back, but they cut it slightly. Maybe a tiny bit, but like you still see her getting yeah. electrocuted. Oh, yeah, and here's her. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so no, you don't see them crucified, Chris. Shockingly. Uh. <laughs> he sounds so disheartened by that. 
Was that was that a pun, Jordan? No, because you don't no because no. you don't shock people who are crucified. That's no. I thought you were talking about the electrocution being no. shocking. Uh, no, I wasn't bonding this. So, um, so, so Esmeralda's can, can, like, yeah, Esmeralda... you should really just kill them. And then Rubius is like, nope, I have them crucified instead. Then Esmeralda's like, whatever. <laughs> and bails. And then Rubius drops the B word on Yes! 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 <laughs> Something else I was not expecting. <laughs> yeah, that was not... It not no yeah that was not, not uh, okay. obviously not in the deep though obviously uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, didn't, that one didn't make it to the deep though either <laughs> again shockingly no um, I think Esmeralda also uh, one of the things that's interesting about her she is always thinking about really funny jokes apparently because she's always got a laugh in her heart jeez okay you say so. she just constantly shows up chuckling so, I mean listen I, I guess really it's that she's supposed to be like so uh, laughing at him and at his stupid plans, but I think she's faking it a little bit. That that laugh is a bit much, don't you think? I mean, look, I think it's a gr- like I think she's perfectly uh, reasonable in laughing at this dude who's like, no, I'll kill them later. Right. I'm not gonna screw this up. <laughs> As around being like, okay, I'm gonna go check back into the future real quick. B- Brb, right? Uh, yeah, look, they're all still alive. <laughs> look at that. You fucked up again. Next thing we get is another shot of uh, Mamoru's apartment. And this one, it's an upshot. So we see the apartment building, and we can see a streetlight in front of it. So, again, I think we're talking about a building. He's maybe on the 10th floor max. Probably lower. More like 8. We don't know how far away that streetlight is. <sighs> Come on. The streetlight could be right next to the camera. We don't know. The streetlight probably is right next to the camera, but... The, but I also know approximately the size of a window, yeah. so they can't. <laughs> oh, come on, it can't be that far from the streetlight. Like I think he's on like the eighth, ninth, tenth floor tops, and she parachuted out of it, which does not sound safe. No, no, it doesn't. Look, it, it's also a parachute that that two seconds before that was a floating robot cat head. Yeah, well. yeah. So, I mean, let's be let's be, let's be real here. <laughs> Uh, you think Pooh helped? I think Pooh helped. She, Chibius is like, hey, your tuxedo mask, right? And in what might be my favorite memory moment in a while, his response is, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, not tuxedo. Like, if you just ask him, like, he, he will tell yeah. you. <laughs> Her response is, it doesn't shock me anymore. Nothing shocks me. Yeah, she's she, she's seen things in her in her. <laughs> Apparently, she has years. PTSD from seeing Serena and the others uh, transform. <laughs> I believe it. I don't know. Like if I if I saw if I saw anyone rise up into the air in rainbow light and explode in feathers and and ribbons, I would probably stop being surprised by things. So this conversation that that Mamo and Chibi have here is um, is interesting because uh, basically he's like she or she's like. Yeah, I, okay, I gave the crystal back. And he goes, yeah, but your plan was to steal it and run away forever to the future. And she's like, what? And he's like, let's be real. Like, let's talk about what's going on. Let's, you need to tell me the truth about what's happening. Here's what I want to know about this. Does he know who she is? Because it seems to me that he does. Well, it's not that, she know, that he knows who she is, but she did mention that she was, the fu- she was from the future and that she needs help. But I don't think he has an idea of 
who she is exactly, like parental wise. Because it's the the amount that he gets emotional about it makes me think that he knows that Usagi's her mother, and that's why he's like freaking out, going like, "You got to tell me what happened with your mother, so we can save her." No, I I think it's mostly because he knows that she had ran off with the silver crystal. Usagi would be pretty much vulnerable back in the past. She wouldn't be Sailor Moon anymore. But then again, if she's not Sailor Moon, how could she get Sailor Moon to help her? Mm-hmm. You know, you get it? I, I, I get it. I know it sounds weird, but yeah, what was her end plan while going back to the future with this crystal as well as trying to figure out how am I supposed to say, like, what do I do now? I got the crystal. What do I do? I can't give it to my mom because I don't know what's going on with her and everybody else is standing around protecting the crystal points. And father is obviously gone somewhere to the abyss, but we don't know that yet. Yeah, like, look, I have mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. Not a big fan of of anything in the time travel plot. Yes. No continuity. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff of Memoru talking to Chibiusa, Usagi kind of freaking out and saying that she feels like handing over the silver crystal and Chibiusa just to get all her friends back and not have to deal with Chibiusa anymore. I sympathize. Uh, <laughs> no, she that says, was a really good scene because she was so self-aware. No, it's it's good. Like, she, I mean, she, she goes through all that and she's like, no, of course, I don't really think that. Uh, I like just Luna's think like, it's really hard. Yeah, I just am not yeah. strong enough right now. Well, when yeah. you come she, close she to little... backhanding a child after all your friends are just abducted in front of your face, I would kind of feel the same way, too. Front-handing. Right, front-handing. Front-handing. Like, she was coming around with full extension. <laughs> she had some power behind that, but yeah, I, I can totally get it. Like, she actually has this whole moment of... I have a choice now. Do I give up the crystal and this brat who has been a major thorn in my side for God knows how many months and episodes, or do I just suck it up and go save my friends and still have to deal with this brat who's been a thorn in my side for X amount of episodes? Can, can, can we just can we just get real dark for a second yes. <laughs> and talk about the idea that Usagi would give the bad guys her own kid but not know it's her kid, and then we have to like live her whole life and eventually have that kid and then be like, Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. That was my kid. Oh, God. <laughs> my babe. This time travel plot hurts. And then, we, and then we get to that scene in the distant future where uh, Chibiusa pees on everybody's bed. And she's like, oh, right, right. right. That's why I did it. That's why I did it. That's why she did it. Uh, there's, a, there's also a great, uh, a great scene where Usagi is like, uh, she goes, uh, I can hear my old self saying, I'm sleepy, I'm tired. And I'm like, yeah, I can hear my old self saying that too. <laughs> and my current self. I can as well. You gotta learn to grow like her, Chris. If someday you can be as put together as this 14-year-old girl. It's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> my, oh. my personal growth comes slowly like a glacier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan. Now, here's my favorite thing about this scene. Usagi's obviously having a rough time. She's not sure what to do. All of her friends are gone. But she also is is really, like, really fraught about all this. So Artemis is like, hey, you go get some rest. We'll come up with a plan. Yes. Then Artemis' big plan is... Uh, The best part of the episode. Yeah. Yeah, No, the best part of the episode by far. Hey, Luna, what if you stand on my shoulders... (laughs) And we dress up as, as Chibiusa in a wig and a sailor for you. you it is the best thing. You forgot thing. The, it also is the, best, best. the other part of this of their two-part great plan of finding a fake crystal to give to Rubius while they are dressed as Reedy. 
I'm still wondering where would they get this fake crystal from, and I'm thinking Osa P possibly. Yeah, I was oh, going to yeah, say there's obviously. plenty of shops that sell fake crystals, as we all know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> would they let Molly know that? Hey, do you happen to have a fake crystal we can kind of borrow so we trick this bad guy into taking to this five year old child while we get our friends back? If you want to see Luna and Artemis in in their Chibiusa disguise, yeah. I will guarantee you that is the episode image up at SailorBusiness.com today. Yeah, of course it is. Of course. Come on, let's yeah. get real. So uh, they decide not to do that because uh, both Usagi and Chibiusa decide on their own to go and face Rubius alone, like independently of each other, which are, or I, I guess, I guess Usagi decides at first and then Chibiusa hears about it and then sneaks out to go after her. Which, oh, and then, listen, but in, in, in a like farcical scene, because Darian comes out and it's like, where's Serena? Whatever. You know what I'm, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Where, where'd she go? Where'd she go? Oh my God. She must've gone on her own. And they're sitting there talking about that going, Yes, of course, that's what would happen. And so, so first of all, it's like, okay, well, you know what you could do? Go after her. And of course, in that time that they're talking about it, Chibi goes, and then they do the exact same thing again. <laughs> oh, she's gone. I love that they're looking... gone all two seconds. There's no way we could catch her now. Uh... I love that they're looking at the door, <laughs> which means that Chibi Usa again base jumped off the back. Because <laughs> that's the only way out of the apartment. <laughs> Oh. And then, and then, uh, Mamo says uh, they're like identical twins. Yeah, yeah. he's so close. Uh, he's like, so close to like, figuring yeah. it out. They, they could be <laughs> pretty good. Uh. Yep, you know, identical twins, except one is much younger than the other, and yeah, uh, has a lot of her traits. Yeah. And you know, if only there was another relative situation. Only... Yeah, like you know, when two then when two when two people are similar, but one is. Old enough to have given birth to the other. Yeah, um, like exactly. Like, what is there a word for that? And possibly. <laughs> Usagi goes out. The spaceship comes down. Rubius is like, "Yo, what's up? Nice to see you, Sailor Moon and Rabbit." And Sailor Moon's like, "Ah, oh, Jesus!" <laughs> she turns around and there's there's Chibiusa, and she's like, "Hey, you're fucking up my plan." Like, so what the hell? And I like I like Chibiusa kind of balling up her tiny little fists and being like, "No, this is my fault. I have to fix this." Because yes, it is. Yes. Uh, and then they both get tractor beamed. Yes and no. Yes and no. Look, look. Yes, it is. No, no. I'm not saying it's not her fault, but there are a lot of problems that children can solve that I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going to trust you to solve it, kid. <laughs> <laughs> what is a problem that you would allow a child to solve? <laughs> um, like they messed up their room and now they need to clean it. Good. You cover that. Put those crayons away. Good idea. <laughs> Or you spill water on the floor. You get a mop and pick it up. Not that I stole an artifact that you used to save my life, have my friends kidnapped, and now I'm going to make this right. That's not how this works. So they get abducted by aliens uh, while uh, the well, Memoru and the two cats watch too big. Yeah, well, they do watch and do fuck all. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I guess on part of me is like, why didn't he transform? You know, then he has powers. He could use his extendo cane to get up there, maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah, like, because Sailor Moon gets there on foot. Yeah. We know Mamoru owns both a motorcycle and a sports car. That's true. That's true. Oh, God. Uh, oh, well. Useless. He can transform while on that motorcycle. We've seen it. It's possible. Yeah. But but then we actually get what I think is a, a really cool moment for Usagi. Because Rubius is like, yeah, you brought Rabbit right to me, just like my plan, just according to plan. 
And and Usagi's like, what, do you think I'm stupid? <laughs> this isn't really Rabbit. This is some other child. Yes, I brought a random child yeah, to this but, fight with but, a villain. But I love it because she totally sells it. She's yeah. like, yeah, you idiot. You bought it. You totally bought it. And Do you want to hear? Like, Fuck, okay. she just brought a random ass child. I can't believe this. It's because Sailor Moon says it like sitting Indian style on the ground, too. It like looks so silly while she's talking about it. It's like, what is she doing? Um, yeah. In the deke dub, as as we said, uh, they call her Rini. So they're like, thanks for bringing Rini. And so Sailor Moon uses her amazing wit to go, this isn't Rini. This is my cousin Trini. Power into reference, of course. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, she also, like, in the in the uh Japanese version she does the same thing she doesn't say my cousin trini but she says like oh this isn't rabbit this is my cousin chibiusa which means little rabbit yeah. <laughs> that's true like, that's this is a rabbit this is little rabbit <laughs> you dummy well they don't again they don't speak the language properly they're not going to get the reference <laughs> but i do like but i do like that sailor moon does this i do like that she she comes up with this plan because she is currently faced with seeing her friends again crucified yeah like that's right in front of her it also is kind of fucked up that regardless of who this little girl is regardless of whether it's really the girl or or just a random girl rubius is like yeah fine she can just go run around my spaceship yeah. Yeah, fine. With with the, with her floating like, cat head. That's definitely from the future. <laughs> it's got like a a ignoro field around it. Yeah. So Sailor Moon, as always, tries using her power on Rubius, and it doesn't work. Uh, not a surprise because nobody's powers work on Rubius. Come on. But she is carrying what looks like a pretty heavy mace, and I wanted her to just run up and whack him with it because it looks effective. Why not? <laughs> just just do, run up and hit him over yeah. the head. I do like that he backhands uh, her moon elation mm-hmm. away, which is which is pretty cool. So this ship magnifies Rubius's powers many times over. So that's when he gravity smushes her, and then he goes but I could make you lighter too and just makes her float around and hit herself on the ceiling for no reason. None. Why not? Why not? The thing that's, of course, actually, the thing that's funny about that too to me is that's that's not how gravity works. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just to say, if you get lighter, you don't, I mean, I guess if he's he's very selectively making her lighter than Mm -hmm. the air, but that would, I feel like that would be really difficult. Well, she's not going to rock it into the ceiling. Yeah. No, like that, again, that is unless he's reversing gravity, which is not a, a thing, right? Like gravity is doesn't push; it just pulls. no. I mean, like if he no, if he reverses it so that the gravitational pull is coming from up. Oh, 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 oh I see. I like see. if he if he turns like if he turns it upside down. But yeah, like I mean, look, there's they're in space. There's obviously some artificial gravity going on, but it's a bunch of bunch of weird yeah. space stuff. Yeah. So while all this is going on, Chibiusa, the child who is currently being ignored, uh, starts running towards those crucified sailor yeah. scouts uh, and gets electrocuted by a force field, and her head. Uh, she gets her she gets her crescent moon mm-hmm. on her head and begins sending out moonbeams. What was she gonna do? <laughs> Was she just gonna hug yeah. their feet? Like what? What was I her plan? She was there? gonna wow, grab wow. one of them and just so, try to yank and see what happens. 
<laughs> so don't don't get injured around Jordan D. White, everybody, because if he doesn't know exactly what to do, he is not going to help your ass. Listen, can I tell you, I probably should not do CPR on you because I don't know what it is. I will just, like, break your sternum for no oh reason. <laughs> First of all, you should learn CPR. That's well, that's, that's a different have. piece of advice, but... <laughs> For now, since I haven't, yeah. I shouldn't Second, do it. Secondly, I feel like being crucified, there's a very clear step one, which is get them off the cross. <laughs> yeah, but they're in, they're, they're, they're crystalled into the cross. She's a child, so there's nothing she can do. Yeah, that's defeatist talk. That's, defeatist that's, talk. Uh, that's stinking thinking. That's a bad attitude. All right, well, she gets electrocuted instead. Are you happy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Good. I know you're not happy because she's your favorite yeah. character. We, we know uh, you're still coming around to her. It's fine. Not only does she get electrocuted once, then she does it again immediately afterwards. So, so if at first you, if the first time you try something it doesn't work, you should just give up. Says Jordan Dewey. <laughs> so the the lesson here is don't pee on an electric fence three times. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like do it once by accident. Okay, that's fine. Do it twice just to check. Like, maybe maybe you were wrong. It didn't electrocute you. Okay. The second time she gets electrocuted, she notices a giant crystal there. <laughs> Wait, oh, yeah. That yeah. is glowing. It's very clearly uh, a, a key item. <laughs> it's, right. it's very, it's a target. It, it is glowing and say, pulsating and easily accessible. power? Because that would be a huge yeah, like, like, factor. When you mouse over it, it okay. glows. What's yeah, ridiculous? You get, you get an X button when you walk up to it. You right. get prompt. Exactly. Um, the ridiculous part of that is, again, remember the massive size of this spaceship. This spaceship is like, again, the city of Tokyo sized. And yet the place where they're fighting is both the place where the Sailor Scouts are and the place where the thing that gives Rubius his power is. Yeah, you know, it's, Bad it's a plane, room. Rubius. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not outside. a Tokyo sized room. No, it's probably between my apartment and a football field. <laughs> oh my god! In <laughs> <laughs> something that I really think is cool, Rubia starts increasing the gravity on Sailor Moon to the point where the floor underneath her shatters, which is always like a really, uh, really cool effect. And then uh, Sailor Moon, with the with the determination that she has, stands up under all this, you know, like twenty times Earth's gravity, which is really awesome. Yeah. They must have super resilience, right? Because her bones would be destroyed. Well, yeah, the the metal, the stone floor of this spaceship shatters, and and then there's a really awesome scene because Sailor Moon just looks up and starts standing up and just goes unforgivable, which is the shit. Mm-hmm. I like that. For some reason, she decides to use the attack that didn't work again, right? which I don't get. But there you go. And not only that. But for some reason, this time, Rubius, instead of just kind of waving it away like he did before, is, is uh, you know, doing the classic trope of let's do your energy versus my energy, where they're, they're shooting energy at each other and meeting in the middle. Why? Yeah. Why? why is any of this happening? Because it looks it awesome. In the script. That's how you're <laughs> supposed to do it. Meanwhile, a cool visual. Meanwhile, Cursed Rabbit is trying to pull out her, uh, his, uh, his, uh, his crystal battery. Because that's how it usually works. So when things don't work well, you just pop the batteries out, try again. Yeah, you know, she knows what's up. And then she moonhalations him a third time. And again, he stops it until Chibi manages to pull out the crystal and shatter it, at which point his power fails and he gets halationed. And one of his earrings gets knocked off. His Black Moon Clan earrings. 
Because you need both to have be at full power. Yeah, yep. obviously. All those times when they were cleansing the, uh, the 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 sisters, it was really just removing their earrings. That was the only important part. I mean, that like look that that is borne out by the events of the, of the I mean, show. Yeah. <laughs> and so, if if they had managed to get the other earring off, he would have been a good guy. But <laughs> <laughs> it was only one, so he just lost his powers. So uh, the battery gets pulled out. He gets his earring knocked off. The, for some reason, the battery is also keeping the ship together and is also what is keeping the crystal uh, crosses in existence. Because as soon as that thing's gone, those things don't even shatter. They're just mm-hmm. gone. Like, they, they're gone. The scouts are floating in midair and they just drop to their feet, none the worse for wear. Well, yeah, because again, I, it was all linked together. I'm guessing this base is like him. Like, his power and this base's power is all the same uh i mean possibly let's go with that and so then he's like well at least you're all gonna die no like after dropping the b word on esmerod after crucifying the sailor scouts after saying damn you're too strong rubius says you're all gonna turn into space dust (laughs) (laughs) which is pretty great Oh, you think you won? Fools. The ship is out of control and will soon blow yeah. up. You'll all be space dust. So did did everyone else yell out exactly how they should save themselves? No. Sailor teleport? Yeah, because like as soon as they were like, we're trapped, I was like, well, you could always do that thing where you teleported that one time that you ever used that power. Yeah, man, like I, mm, I hate that they have this power that they only like... They're like, yeah, you know, sailor teleport, that thing that we always do. Oh, so <laughs> that, that's how are we at? Great sailor teleport now. Wait till you guys get to the the the, the Sailor Moon R movie because that becomes so plot relevant. It's it's going to be hilarious. I really want to watch the movies. We got to find the movies. I hope they get released I feel like soon. I, I feel like Me I too. have an old movie. I, I typically, I have two of them, uh, at least two of them on VHS though. Yeah, I was, uh, Joe Hunter for Christmas got me, I think, the R movie on VHS, but I don't have a VCR, yeah, so. So, they're gonna teleport out as as the ship is exploding into flames around them, and as Rubius has exploded, uh, and is presumably laying burned to death, although we will see him later. They're like, alright, we got up, we gotta teleport, let's make a big circle around Chibiusa. And they're also like, wait, but we can't teleport Chibiusa. They're like, uh, maybe we can. <laughs> when they think they can do something but they really can't i i i've still got to figure this out to this day i have looked into it it works in some instances it doesn't work in others it can work with some sailor scouts but it can't work with all of them i'm so confused by this it doesn't make yeah. it, it works when it needs yeah. to work that's the end and she and the funny thing is she goes she goes hey, like sailor moon's like hey chibiusa you've got to try to teleport too and i gotta say like is this just something that i haven't tried Yes, you if you could you could just gotta try to teleport, or, Chris. Just gotta believe in myself. Because she's like, she just like, hey, I'll try it. And uh so he goes, he goes, yeah, awesome. And when we get home, I'll make you a reward. And she was like, I want hotcakes, bro. Oh, and she's like, Yeah, bro, hotcakes. Hot. And it's like that it's like a super <laughs> weird moment. Like, hey, hey, we'll get that drink one day. Oh. It's so buddy cop movies. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's total. It's like lethal weapon. It's like hilarious. It's like, don't worry, Peggy. We'll have that dance. <laughs> like, it's, uh, oh, it's rid- ridiculous. I love it. 
And then uh, as soon as they're gone, Rubius rolls out of the fire. And then Esmeralda shows up and she's like, oh, this ship's exploding. <laughs> and he try he reaches out to, for her to help. Hey, help me uh, live through this. And she's like, nope. He says, he says, hey, the ship's going to explode in two minutes. That's a very specific time to know that we have that because there's flames literally everywhere. But I'm pretty sure we've got about two minutes. And Esmeralda's like, nope, you suck. Peace out. Our, our glorious clan has no room for someone with your incompetence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she really teleports away. Burn. And I guess, again, I guess he's lost the ability to teleport again, obviously. So, yeah, he just, a, a giant nuclear explosion goes off in space, turns the nighttime into daytime. Because it was like a, a 30 gigaton bomb that tur- illuminated the sky. It's, it's, it's not nuclear, though. It's crystal. It's future oh. crystal power. Oh, sorry, so, sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. You're absolutely right. So everything's fine. Everything's just <laughs> fine. No. No, it's not. Sailor teleport works just fine. Yeah. No no issues. And she says she'll make her the hotcakes, and then Ray goes, by the way, she's a terrible cook. Which I do kind of like that, because that is a hit here, like, oh, man, we just made it through. Like, we just literally almost died. Haha, <laughs> let's joke around some. Yeah. And then everybody laughs. They were just recently crucified. Oh, and and we never speak of it again. <laughs> we, yeah. And they're never like, hey, um, that was weird, right? <laughs> but instead, we cut to uh, the future, where in the Gemini Man stage from Mega Man 3, uh, where Prince Demond is sitting around drinking his uh, Dracula wine, uh, his, his glass of blood. And he's like, he's like, yeah, uh, Rubius sucks. But you better do a good job, Esmeralda. And she's like, yep, can't suck more than that guy did. And then we finally see who the, who Rini's mother is. No, the, no. Have we've we, seen, have we seen her before. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, yes. I, was, I forgot. I thought this was the big reveal. No, no. This is the reveal of the bad guy, none of her. Okay. He should be swirling that wine like Beryl swirls that energy. <laughs> But, the, but did anybody else find this kind of creepy the way he says, I get everything I want? Oh, absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Because that Very was a so. little on the, wow, you are just going to go down that road, huh? All right, let's do this. <laughs> so that's it. That is it. We are done with uh, Rubius as a whole and done with this episode in particular. Uh, and I feel and again, like we learned a lot from his uh, failures. Do you think so? <laughs> I do. Jordan, do we have yes. a Sailor Moon test for this episode? Yes. I don't like the way you said that. <laughs> Even the best friends have misunderstandings, and sometimes it seems like the hardest thing in the world is to say, I'm sorry. But you know what? For Sammy, it was even harder putting it off to not say he was sorry. Having friends is important. If you have a misunderstanding with them, talk it out. And that means you. So, I'm going to guess that's another recycle of yeah. Sailor Moon. Yeah, Sammy yeah, was not in this episode, or am I going nuts? Yeah, yeah, Sammy, it, it, what, didn't you not, did you miss the part where they reveal that Rubius was actually Sammy the whole time? Was he? Look, that would have been a great reveal. <laughs> if you saw Rubius, like, if Rubius was like, yeah, I'm just going to Sit here and watch them die. And he put like, his arms back, <laughs> pointed his elbows up. Sammy, reveal. That's future Sammy. Oh my god, if that was uh, that actually be kind of awesome if it was. <laughs> that, right? That's my new headcanon. Is that Rubius is is Shingo in the future? Okay. <laughs> 
here is my question. How great would that Sailor Moon says have been if it was like, hey, sometimes it's really hard to say you're sorry. Like Rubius. He didn't say he was sorry and died in a fiery explosion because of it. Remember, talk it out, even if someone is laughing at you while you burn to death. <sighs> oh my god. They, they could have saved it. They could have saved it. The worst. Why would you pick one where, yeah. Why would you pick one that specifically mentions a character not in the episode? And it isn't oh, relevant. Boy. It's not relevant. Well, I think I think we probably learned some better lessons for this. Uh, Arlie, what did you learn from this episode? I learned that a black and white cat standing on top of each other can mimic a five-year-old with pink hair. Accurate. Yeah. True. So true. <laughs> I learned that yeah, that if you bring a child that isn't the child someone wants to see to someone's house, you can just let that child run free and they will not give a shit. <laughs> Do you consider Rubius's spaceship to be his house? Yeah, that's where he lives. Come on. <laughs> okay, I mean, look, fair. Fair. Where else does he live? The future. Oh, okay. That's where we all live. How about you, Chris? What'd you learn? Uh, I learned that it's possible to screw up at your job so badly that they let you burn to death. <laughs> which is now a whole new anxiety I get to have about my oh, career. God. Same here. Jordan, you, you'd save me, right? You'd take me back to the future, even if I was, like, way over a deadline. How bad is the script when you turn it in? Well, I mean, my my parts are great. <laughs> oh, oh, my, my half's awesome. The is to me saving you. <laughs> what are the sales like? Okay, anyway. <laughs> Everybody, uh, remember to open a pull list at your local shop. Uh, so that, or else Jordan will let me burn to death. That's what we have learned today. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, gosh. this is, like I said, this is episode's the end of Rubius. Uh, he is gone. He will be replaced by Esmeralda in future episodes uh, for a little bit. And then uh, we will get yet another villain uh, in what is actually one of my uh, favorite parts of Sailor Moon R, one that I remember really enjoying. But for now, let's look back on Rubius. Weirdly, not much of a character. Can I tell you, Rubius has a much bigger place in my mind than he does in the actual show. Be because he's Shingo in your <laughs> Because mind? he's Shingo. No, because in the original run, he was the undefeated villain. Because when the series ended two episodes ago, he was mm. the, 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 the biggest guy that never got taken down. Um, so much so that, okay, I'm going to say this. When I was in high school and I wrote the mashup between Sailor Moon and Rocky Horror... He was my Frankenfurter. Oh, oh, boy. That's the most Jordan D. White thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I guess. Can I, it was actually kind of weird because it really ended up being skewed heavily towards the Black Moon Clan because, like, the, the Sailor Scouts were basically not in it. It was Darian and Serena were Brad and Janet, and they went to the Black Moon Clan house, basically. And then <laughs> Neflite... And Jedi had appearances. <laughs> I like that. Like, I like that. Arlie and I are just like, yeah, that's a. That's a yeah. This is happening. This we're doing this live. This is happening. I hope you're all proud of yourself. Pretty yourselves. funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. But that yeah, I think that ending this after the Spectre like, do, do we know why? Like, Artley, have you done? Have you looked into this? Do we know why that's where they stopped? Oh, you know what? I actually haven't. I don't remember if it's because they lost the rights to it or they just forgot that there were other episodes. But they well, let me see. That would have been. They never gave. I don't think they gave a definitive answer about why they 
particularly stop showing the episodes for three years after the loss of the Spectre Sisters. Because I was actually, when I, I remember first seeing the run, it was like, okay, that's great. What happens next? And then we don't see it again until Cartoon Network picks it up for three years. I think it has something to do with rights, honestly. It's it's 65 episodes in. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a weird number, but... I guess it's just that they they license. Let's do sixty five episode run. I, I I don't know why. Maybe is that a, maybe that's a number for for weekly uh, comic book series or comic book for weekly cartoon series because I don't I don't know what kind of numbers you look at for a season of of. Well, that. I mean that sounds about right because I know there's there's a total of like sixty episodes of Gem. There you go. But that's over the course of three seasons. Because right. what you want, right, is is the, the syndication number is 100 because that's three months with no reruns, like three months showing daily. 60 would only be like a little over two if it's only airing on weekdays. That's, yeah, it's like if anyone out there knows or if anyone can point us to where we can find out, I would love to know how and why they stopped showing it at the end of the Spectre Sisters arc. Because on one level, that is a kind of cool place to end it because, you know, but on the other level, the Spectre Sisters are not so good that their story, like that their story, should be the end of this story. There's still a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a weird one. How many episode? How many episodes did Batman have? Per- you know what? Season one of Batman the Animated Series, sixty-five it's episodes. Like Sixty episodes. Sixty-five. Yeah. Same number. Which was a show that ran the show that ran daily. So I guess that might've been like the magic number for a, a standard contract. Interesting. Interesting. But yeah. Like Rubius as a villain without that, what do we, you know, what do we know about Rubius? He's just kind of cruel, you know, he, he's manipulative of the Spectre sisters, but we don't much, you know, honestly, much like Beryl, we do not really get much of a personality for him. And in fact, less than Beryl, because we at least get Beryl wanting Mamoru. Well, they're both red that's true. So that's true. There you go. No, no good redheads on Sailor Moon. Oh, Molly, Molly, yeah, Molly. <laughs> we all we all know Molly's uh, Sailor Nemesis. Oh yeah, so. that's right. <laughs> you think we're gonna get yeah. fanfic about about Shingo as Rubius? Oh, I think absolutely we're gonna get that. I mean, I think we're gonna get Shingo's fan fiction where like because Rubius kind of feels like the superhero that Shingo draws himself as as a six year old. Like, he's wearing camouflage cargo pants and a tank top. Like, he is exactly what a small, like, a little boy would think was badass. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, yeah, the end of Rubius, uh, the the introduction of some new villains, and the not even the real villain of the season. <laughs> nope. we, we still have three more villain reveals to go before this oh, season geez. ends. Jeez, okay. Not to spoil it, but we've got, you know, we've got Saphir. We've got, uh, we've got... Uh, Wicked Lady, and we have uh, the actual, you know, Wise Man's actual deal coming up, so we've got a lot to get through. Uh, but yeah, Rubius, bye. And with that, I think we're done. Uh, early before we let you go, can you tell everyone where they can find you on the internet? Okay, so you guys can find me on the internet at Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at television, T-E-L-L-E-E-V-I-S-O-N. God, that's long. <laughs> and uh, I also have a blog page, World of Television, spelled same way, T-E-L-L-E-E-V-I-S-O-N dot WordPress dot com. It's a little stale right now. I'm still working on it. So hopefully by May 1st, I should have it up and running. And uh, there will be posting about Sailor Moon, cartoons, Power Rangers, anything that has to do with television, new, young, old. And 
I would appreciate any comments, concerns, or anything you would probably like me to talk about there. So you can find me there. Awesome. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero instead of an O. Uh, Our great production guy, Jake Mason, he is on Twitter as well, JJ underscore Mason, at JJ underscore Mason. You can follow him there, and you can also check out his other podcast about the Power Rangers, The Morphin Grid. You can find the show on Twitter at Sailor Business. That's a good thing to follow uh, if you want to talk to us, if you want to send us links, if you want to see people talking to us. Uh, Jordan likes to keep the conversation going by retweeting everything, but that means that any... Not uh, literally everything. Not literally everything, but a lot of stuff. Uh, but a lot of the cool art that we get sent, any any fan art that gets sent to us by Twitter, uh, any any cool Sailor Moon art that people find in places uh, and, and, and can give us the source to, we retweet on there. So definitely check that out. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at the ISB. And uh, you can go there and find links to the stuff I do, like, say, X-Men 92, which is available in print and digitally. Uh, The first three issues are out now, so go get those. I co-wrote it with uh, Chad Bowers. Jordan is the editor on it. Uh, So if you like this show, maybe you'll like that book. Maybe maybe you'll like uh, doing that. Remember to send us uh, any suggestions for how we should go about getting you those T-shirts, because we have some really, really cool designs uh, from Christina Murdaugh. And, uh, yeah, that's about it, right? Am I missing anything? Twitter, email? Oh, email, sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. Send us stuff. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, We will be back next week with the mysterious new guardian, Sailor Pluto, appears. And until then, keep your mind on Sailor Business. who you want she's my cousin trini huh yeah trini did you expect me to hand over rini so easily ha, what a dit <laughs> what's, the, what's that cat thing you're <laughs> <laughs> escape yelling i hope uh, this this time travel plot doesn't hold up <laughs>